Hello, everyone. Pastor Kurt here. Thanks for joining me for today's devotion. It is Friday, February 9th, 2024. I'll be reading today from the Common English Bible Translation. The readings come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Readings. You can find a link to those in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to go ahead and look those up before we continue much further. I do encourage you to follow along in your own Bible. Whatever translation you have is just fine. After each reading, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time reflecting on the passage. And then I will be offering up my own thoughts and reflections on uh, our first reading today. And then Penny Benda is joining us to offer up uh, the reading and reflection on our second reading. And so before we continue, let us pray. Our most glorious and gracious God, prepare our hearts to hear your word and obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So our first reading today is from 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 1 through 18, and we're skipping ahead a couple chapters from where we left off yesterday. Um, if you remember from yesterday, our reading, we saw uh, the moment when uh, the kingdom of uh, Judah and Israel split, and so we had the 10 tribes in the north and the two remaining tribes in the south, and, and so we are continuing on with... Uh, um, this is uh, 1 Kings 14, 1 through 18. At that time, Jeroboam's son Abijah became sick. Jeroboam and his w- said to his wife, Please go with a disguise so no one will recognize you as Jeroboam's wife. Go to Shiloh, where the prophet Ahijah is. He told me I would be king of this people. Take ten loaves of bread, cakes, and a bottle of honey with you. Go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. Jeroboam's wife did precisely this. She left and went to Shiloh and came to Abijah's house. Now Ahijah um, had become blind in his old age. The Lord said to Ahijah, Look, Jeroboam's wife has come seeking a word from you about her son. He is sick. Say this and that to her. When she comes, she will be disguised. When Ahijah heard the sound of her feet coming through the doorway, he said, Come in, Jeroboam's wife. Why have you disguised yourself? I have hard news for you. Tell Jeroboam, this is what the Lord, Israel's God, says. When I lifted you up from among the people, I appointed you as a leader over my people Israel. I tore the kingdom from David's house and gave it to you. But you haven't been like my servant David who kept my commands and followed me with all his heart by doing only what is right in my eyes. Instead, you have done more evil than any who were before you. You have made other gods and metal images to anger me. You have turned your back on me. Therefore, I am going to bring disaster on Jeroboam's house. Because of Jeroboam, I will eliminate everyone who urinates on a wall, whether slave or free. Then I will set fire to the house of Jeroboam as one burns dung until it is gone. Dogs will eat any of Jeroboam's family who die in town. Birds will eat those who die in the field. The Lord has spoken. As for you, get up and go back home. When your feet enter the town, the boy will die. All Israel will mourn for him and will bury him. Out of the whole line of Jeroboam, he alone will have a tomb, because only in him did Israel's God, the Lord, find something good. 
For this reason, the Lord will raise up a king over Israel who will eliminate the house of Jeroboam. This begins today. What's that? Even now. The Lord will strike Israel so that it shakes like a reed in water. He will uproot Israel from this fertile land and he get, that he gave to their ancestors and their offspring, and he will scatter them across the Euphrates River, because they made the Lord angry by making their sacred poles. Because of the sins Jeroboam committed, and because he made Israel sin too, God will give Israel up. Then Jeroboam's wife left and went to Terzah. When she stepped across the threshold of the house, the boy died. All Israel buried him and mourned him in agreement with the Lord's words spoken through his servant, the prophet Ahijah. What we see carried on here is kind of this pattern that began um, with David's uh, first sin and was carried on by Solomon uh, that we saw here in this continual pattern of um, of falling away from God, coming back to God, falling away from God. And every time people fall away from God, there are consequences to be had. And so um, what we see happen uh, from yesterday's reading is that God basically, uh, or this was attributed to God, that um, the united kingdom of Israel and Judah was together under David. David did a great God, great job. He, he did end up sinning later in life, but uh, he was kind of the model for the king, right? And then um, his son Solomon came along, and he also began to do things um, against God's will for, his, for the people. Um, as he became uh, famous, as his as his wealth grew, um, he began to follow in other gods' footsteps, and so God took the kingdom away from him and gave it. Uh, uh, and so then we had um, the separation of the north and the south kingdoms: uh, Judah in the south, Israel in the north, and Israel was then given uh, a new king, uh, Jeroboam, who we see again in today's passage. Jeroboam was given that kingdom, and he was told that if he follows in the ways of the Lord, then he'll be good. But as we see, um, clear back, and um, uh, the very next thing that he did in chapter 12, um, Jeroboam, um, because he was worried that if people continue to go worship at the temple in Jerusalem, that they will leave him and and then go on to follow uh, Rehoboam, who took over uh, from Solomon, um, and so instead of that, he made two golden calves. <laughs> so the golden calf, just like the one that the early Israelites had made um, as they were awaiting Moses uh, to come down the mountain with the tablets of God's law. And, and so he made two golden calves. And of course, this was detestable in the sight of the Lord. And so what happened, um, we see in today's passage that um, there are consequences to turning away from the Lord. So if you've been listening to this for a while, you've probably heard me talk about consequences um, and what the consequences are when we don't follow in the Lord's footsteps. 
And in the Old Testament, it really attributes um, those consequences to direct action of God. So like in our passage today, it says, so this is the word from God. I'm going to take away your kingdom from you. Your son's going to die. All of these horrible things are going to happen, right? Um, And that is such a stark contrast to the image of God that we see in Jesus Christ. Um, And you've heard me talk about, if you've been listening to this, that really what the Bible is, at least the way I interpret things, is the Bible is, um, it's the story of humanity and our relationship with God as we struggle with and wrestle with God's uh, God's action in the world and our part in the midst of that as well. And so um, when I look at passages like this, it, it, it just reminds me of how when we um, don't do the things of Christ, when we don't follow in the footsteps of Jesus, right, um, then things do end up uh, turning sour for us um, because the things that Jesus calls us to do is to think outside of ourselves, to put the well-being of, of, of the community ahead of our own personal well-being. Um, and so um, when we put, uh, when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, when we take care of the poor, when we take care of, um, of those who are, are sick, um, when we seek the welfare of the community, we also benefit from that, right? Um, but when the community as a whole begins to fall apart um, because of hate and fighting and injustice, uh, corruption, those types of things, um, then we also are are affected by that in a negative way. And so um, when we seek the welfare of others and the community as a whole, then our welfare prospers. When we don't, then our welfare seems to fall apart. And so we see that same type of thing happening here. When the king... Um, uh, doesn't seek the welfare of the people um, and and doesn't turn to God and God's ways, then things begin to fall apart. And we see that happening here. Um, Jeroboam uh, didn't follow in the ways of God, didn't follow um, what God's instruction was. And so um, he didn't seek the welfare of the people. And because of that, he was more concerned about his own rule, his own power, Um, He was only concerned about them leaving him to serve another king. And so because of that, um, his uh, reign began to fall apart. And and we begin to see the consequences of that. Um, And so for me personally, when I think about um, who God is in the light of Christ, right, we always want to read through our through any, all of the scripture, through the lens of Jesus Christ and who we know the character of God is through Jesus Christ because Jesus is the full manifestation of who God is for us, um, then, then we can kind of make better sense of what's really going on here. Um, and so, so, yeah, those are just my, my initial thoughts on this passage here. It, it, it benefits us and it benefits the rest of the world, right, and our communities our, both our local communities, our, our local churches, and, and the much wider community around us when we, um, when we do what is right in the eyes of the Lord, when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, when we seek justice and not oppression, when we seek to be there for the, for the sick and those who mourn and the oppressed and the poor, and when we seek their welfare, then that only seeks to make our welfare better as well. So those are just things to to be thinking about 
as we look at this passage. So uh, that is my reading for today. And so our next reading is going to be done by Penny Benda. She's going to be reading 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 20, and offering up her reflection. So here's Penny. Today I'm going to read for you 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 20. And this is in the Christian Standard Bible. And the heading on mine says Paul's Testimony. I give thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and I am the worst of them. But I receive mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these and have shipwrecked their faith. Among them are Hermenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan, so that they may be taught not to blaspheme. So this whole thing was just a wonderful example of what Paul was, from what he was to what he is now. And so Jesus took a sinner, and a sinner, one of the biggest sinners, he killed people, he killed Jews, and he tortured them because he was unbelieving of what they believed in. And so when he was told to go out and kill these people, and so he did, he did what he was told. But then, you know, when he met Jesus along the road, he turned blind and then he began to see. And so he turned around, full 360 circle, turned around and now became a disciple for Jesus and went out there to teach people and preach to them. And so one of his people that he had with him was this Timothy. And this is the story about, or it's a letter to Timothy trying to encourage him and encourage him to go on and to teach people to not worry about what they say about you and just to go and do the job. There were so many people that they tried to make you not believe. They were false witnesses to what was going on. And so he wanted Timothy to know that there are people out there like that and that not to follow them and to do your own thing and to do what you was taught to do. And so this is just a wonderful thing to think that Jesus would take a sinner like Paul and make him a disciple. It really makes us think, makes us, we, we've done things wrong, we have sinned, but to know that if he can take and save Paul, then he can save us. Thank you, Penny.
So that is it for today's reading. We're going to spend some time in prayer. I'll be lifting up some prayer requests or categories of prayer. After each prayer request, there'll be a moment of silence for you to lift up your own personal prayers to God in line with that category. And then I will say the words, Lord, in your mercy, your response will be hear our prayer. And then we'll join together with the Lord's prayer. So let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we are so thankful for all that you have placed upon our hearts today through these readings and reflections. We bring before you now those things that are heavy on our hearts, and we begin by praying for the people of our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are suffering and those who are in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church Universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, that's all for today's devotion. I hope you are able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, prayer requests, or would like to share with me some of your own thoughts and reflections on today's passage, I'd love to hear from you. And you can send those to the show email at admin at May you go forth today in peace, shining the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye.